Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me for some more wholesome animated fun, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Commander David. How are you, fellas? A plus. A plus from the team. A plus. Definitely. I didn't want to interrupt Eric's wind up there. I heard the. No, I'm just a mouth breather. I'm just a mouth breather, so you can you can hear me if you listen really closely. Like, just I just hear the. No, I just I just thought you were winding up there. I didn't want to interrupt. You know. No, I mean, no wind up at all. Here's the wind up, and the pitch. I'm not gonna interrupt your backswing. More sports oh. references. Sports. Sports ball. Sports ball. Yay, sports ball. Yay, sports ball. <laughs> man man oh man well <clears throat> good to um good to be back doing some more uh chit chat around some star trek stuff seems like this stuff never ends it's like the never-ending story it's like the song that never ends it's gonna end here soon right in like eight weeks for a little bit for a little bit <laughs> We don't have a date for... We didn't, like, Star Trek Day didn't give us a date for Discovery, did it? Nope. Okay. You said early 2024, which means probably February. Okay. I mean, if it if it's going to potentially take the former, like, you know, Picard time, like, time slot, basically, um, that's, that's my bet. I would bet probably late January, early February. For, for a release date for the final season of Disco. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's kind of crazy to think, you know, we just did the TRTV Awards, and uh, we had four shows that went toe-to-toe with each other. Um, and for next year's award show, there's a very real possibility that we might only have Lower Deck Season 4 and Discovery Season 5. What do you think about that? That's a super award show. I mean, we might not even get an award show next year. I mean, I mean, I mean, might have to retire it for like a year. I don't know, man. You know, I was thinking something we could do. We could do like a TRTV Awards All Stars, where we, put, you know, where we put like the best of the best of like the different categories. We take the award winner from each category yes. from all three years. Yeah. Put them together. Yeah, do like an all-star show and see what happens. Honestly, like something tells me, like I, I didn't get to, I was disappointed that I couldn't be there on Friday, right? Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I created the award show back in the day, right? Oh, here, right. here we go. Here's well, the wine. No, I mean, here's Chase, the wine. Okay. Chase, now the truth asked, comes out. Asked, now the Chase, truth comes out. Okay. Are there any, do you have any ideas for like a live show? And I said, what if we did an award show? <laughs> right? Is that not what happened? That's probably what happened. That was like a long time ago, and I'm getting up there in age, so my memory's not what it used to be, my dude. Anyway, and I put together all those clips, right? I did a lot, yeah. of, a lot of hard work putting that together, right? But like, to see the utter domination by season three of Star Trek Picard, like when I watched it back the next day, was like pretty shocking. Yeah. And I don't know, something tells me if you did like the ultimate award show, like the nostalgia plays heavy on people, and like season three of Picard might just run roughshod over it all again. 
You never as know. As good as other things are, like, I just have a feeling. I don't know. Now I kind of want to do the all-star show and see what happens. <laughs> you know? It could be I fun. kind of do, too. <laughs> David's just doing the eyebrow thing right now. He's using his attack eyebrows right now. It's attack funny. eyebrows, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, like watching watching it, I was like, I understand some of the Picard wins, like obviously the last generation, right? Yeah. Some of them, and I still understand some of them, like, you know, uh, the the Enterprise D reveal for legacy character. Sure, I get that, right? It wouldn't have been my choice, but I get it. But like, there were some that came out like, how does how does Subspace Rhapsody not win best musical moment? That yeah. like really surprised me like uh -huh. and, and i would call that an upset like the enterprise yeah. d power up winning that i would also mm -hmm. call the sydney cross sydney, sydney crosby <laughs> oh my gosh okay <laughs> the sydney laforge i would call that an upset as well okay right honestly like that really surprised me that was like those were the only two awards that actually surprised me wow just think because like I expected Jack Crusher to win because he was like a main character. Sydney mm -hmm. Sydney LaForge was like a side character. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. But I'm glad that we were vindicated with our hatred for Peanut, Peanut Hamper. Hamper. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Most frustrating moment, biggest WTF and worst I would like episode. to see the WTF matchup between Wild Mugatos in the jungle oh and Peanut Hamper gets into it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like the, the ultimate matchup. Yeah. Peanut the wild, the wild Mugatos in the jungle, the one who just likes to watch. Like, come oh on. Oh my gosh, dude. Dude, can you imagine Lower Deck Season 5? The Wild Mugato and Peanut Hamper in the same area don't put that out there into the universe that like mcmahon they might do it <laughs> here's an, there's an well, opportunity for you for the ultimate wtf moment oh man what if what if oh okay we're going there what if the wild mugatus like to watch peanut hamper and birdman. harvey birdman harvey birdman <laughs> <laughs> Did we, if we just birthed that into like existence, I'd be really mad. <laughs> first, you heard it first on These Are the Voyages of Star Trek. Yeah, you Trek heard it podcast. first, right here. September right 11th, here. 2023. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. David, just you can say something now. It's, it's just fun. wow. Yeah, just wow. <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't have to say the things that come in your head <laughs> no, just keep just, those things locked inside man never no, just put it all out there <laughs> just let it put it all out there it might be time to change my paradigm you know what i'm saying <laughs> if only i can let go of the wheel or just connect to your truth one of the two it's fine it's fine <laughs> Oh, I need like a palate cleanser after that conversation. That's for dang sure. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Anything else been going on besides being upset by the uh, the award show recently? Oh man, I'm making this right now. 
as we talk. <laughs> are you gonna make the category? Like, no. are you gonna make? No, go ahead. I'll I'll do it later when we're done. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna take the winners and copy and paste them into a new into a new sheet. Oh shoot! Here we oh, go. Geez. It's on like Donkey Kong, baby. It's gonna it's be on. good. A year in the making. The fourth <laughs> annual. These are the voyages award show. Welcome to TRTV Awards All Stars, brother. <laughs> I've seen Hulk Hogan like to say that, brother man. Yeah, is he on Let's like cameo it, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, just get a get a cameo. That'd be fun. Yeah. For those of you that are listening to this ramble right now, like seriously, would you let us know? Like, send us a note, comment on this something. Would you be interested in seeing the pure craziness that this would be with like the all-star awards basically <laughs> like seriously email us trtvpod at gmail.com uh, we would love to hear if you would like this or if you would dread it either way we'll probably do it but <laughs> seriously <laughs> like I would love to hear the listeners take on this like pitched idea that we're kind of like just rolling out organically right now just a thousand people send you emails no whatever you do don't do it no more peanut hamper no more yeah no more peanut hamper please (laughs) oh man now the clips for that were terrible i had forgotten just how messed up that episode was (laughs) you know here's the thing if you go back and look at our like rankings we actually ranked rated Mugato Gamato worse than we rated a mathematically perfect redemption. If you go back and you look. I don't know if I want to. Okay, I'm looking <laughs> right now. So when we did that, so that was season two, Mugato Gamato, that was um, an average of a 3.86, so 3.9 is what we'll call it. And then mathematically perfect redemption was a 3.91. So basically the same average score. Yeah, me, me and Eric went the same on that one, but it was you. It was you, Chase. You screwed up the average. Darn right I did. <laughs> yeah, four, 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 and then Chase is in the threes. Yeah, three point, I gave it a 3.6 <laughs> on the Magato episode and a 3.75 on the Peanut Hamper episode. Can I do a retro, retro uh, perspective and, like, reevaluate my scores? (laughs) Two. There we go. Has anyone given... What's the lowest score we've given? Like, individual Uh, ratings? I mean, maybe at the time I was just mad with it, but the series premiere of Lower Decks, I gave a 2.5, that second contact, because it just upset me, because I was like, "This this is awful. But it's probably not that bad. Like, like it's. I don't think it's second contact is worse than Mugato Gamato or a mathematically perfect redemption. Oh man, oh man, guys, we are we're we're off to another great start for more wholesome Star Trek with uh, Lower Decks. So, with that family being friendly. said, family friendly adult comedy Lower Decks. So. That being said, are y'all ready to talk Trek? Yeah. Yes. All right, everyone. Well, buckle up. Welcome to another adventure as we 
start a brand new show as we uh, dive into the fourth season. I can't believe it. The fourth season of Star Trek Lower Decks. Here we talk about episodes one and two, Tuvix, and I Have No Bones, Yet I Must Flee. All right, fellas. Hoy, Eric. Yeah. I know, I know you had to be loving. At least I think you had to have been loving Tuvix. Well, I, Tuvix is the perfect example of how much Star Trek can we cram into Star Trek, right? And I think we got all the Star Trek here, didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. But, yes, I enjoyed it. Yep. <laughs> all right, so... In this episode, right, like we're we're back with with our lower deckers, and um, you know we're <clears throat> we're on our our way to um, uh, basically do something. We're not one hundred percent sure what the thing is, but um, oh, by the way, uh, promotions may or may not be coming up. Just uh, don't screw some things up, and you might be happy with your result. Is don't basically historically what... screw things up. <laughs> Yeah, so Boims is um, excited about it, you know, even though he's, like, on, like, holodeck, like, what, sanitation duty, right? Like, he's having to clean out, like, all the poop filters or something? Is that like, what it is? I'm, was, I'm a little sick of this this joke that Lower Decks has done quite a bit. Like, oh, what do people use the holodecks for? That's, like, prison, like, prisoner cleanup duty right i think they made that joke in one of the earlier seasons it's like i like do we have to keep saying people use the holodeck for disgusting stuff like that like do we have to keep saying that yes apparently in this show yes oh do we i'm surprised we didn't say it when we went back to d space nine and had quark last season Mm. because you know quark's hollow suites you know what they got used for (laughs) Hmm. i so the thing that i didn't really get is like i can understand and this is me thinking too much like i i should just like check my thinking at the door when it comes to this show but i i never learn so there we go um it's it's where we start on the bridge right like uh captain freeman has like her her pad and she's like reading ostensibly reading some kind of like mission brief but the whole thing is redacted um and she just so like nonchalantly is like um like yeah it's no big deal Starfleet's being like super tight-lipped let's go in let's do it I'm like I mean if if you're if you're sending a ship right to go do a particular mission there should be some degree of clearance that you should have to be able to read a mission brief for crying out loud. Nope. Not if you're, not if you're an unimportant California class ship. I thought we moved past that last season. (laughs) And even at the end of season two, right? We were giving them the the first, first contact, right? We, no, the end of season two, like, Hey, you're not even, you're not like unimportant anymore. Here's a first contact mission. And then last season, all the California class ships, yeah. like they're not like the nobodies anymore. Yeah. Anyway. So, 
Um, one shining thing that I'm loving, like right off the bat, is the fact that we have everybody's favorite Vulcan on the ship. We have good old Talyn that's hanging out with our lower deckers, by the way. So she finally made it over when we first met her, uh, from when we first met her in uh, Wejduj um, a while ago. Season two, right? That was what it was? Season two? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, they're doing sciencey things, you know, her and Tendi just hanging out, doing their thing, and um, we're all heading out to do this super secret mission thing, and um, yeah, shall we just go ahead and jump to that? I don't really know how much more there actually is. Like, we get to the thing, and it's Voyager. It is Voyager. And there's a caretaker of Voyager. <clears throat> get it caretaker there's a caretaker for voyager there's a caretaker so eric we know that you love voyager it was basically your first star trek show i mean really the one that you watched week after week faithfully yes so as someone that like absolutely adores not that i don't but as someone that like adores voyager and that was like your your basic kind of entry to Star Trek besides watching, you know, Arena with your dad. What was it like for you seeing Voyager and all the stuff animated before we go anywhere else? It was pretty cool. I mean, we've seen we've seen some of the anime. Like we saw the D animated Deep Space 9 last year with Kira and you know, we got Tom Paris, right? In season 2 as well or season 3, season 2, right? We'll always have Tom Paris. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. It it looked it looked the part right. The ship looked good, right? It did the Decel thing, right? <laughs> it folded, yes. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could see the you could see when he the the caretaker first came on the screen. That is that the Voyager bridge in the background, right? Is that it? Like, push, go to the side. <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really did. Um, I kind of thought like the little like mannequins of the characters was a little too much, right? <laughs> but I liked. I really did like it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Well, how can you have a Voyager museum without mannequins? I, I mean, you gotta set it up. You just gotta have everybody. Everybody just set up everywhere Jane Way in her in her little pose on the on the you know in her captain's chair do you I don't know I've never set up a museum <laughs> what do you think I am <laughs> 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 always count on you David you're welcome thanks buddy so yeah we're there and this guy is like very high strung like our caretaker guy is very high strung cuz everything's got to be Perfect and in museum condition. Are you sick of this trope of like the historian, the museum guy, the caretaker being like super high strung? Like that, like it, like I just don't understand. Like that's like a annoying trope that gets way overused. Yeah, yeah. Does that not I, bother anybody else? It, I mean, I'm kind of over it too. I mean, I, I didn't, I haven't worked per se in a museum but like um at the centennial boy scout jamboree there was a museum 
that we set up um, as part of um, OA shows. And the guy that like basically owned the collection or was responsible for like a good chunk of it mm-hmm. wasn't high strung. Um, okay. His name is is Sam, and he he wasn't super high strung. I mean, like I think the most stressed I ever saw him was when we had like an air conditioning ep- um, issue for like maybe two hours. But you're also talking about at that time about a hundred year old memorabilia that you got to preserve, and we were the only like air conditioned thing on property or one of the very few air conditioned places on property. So, but apart from that, like he was happy, he was excited and like he would gladly walk around and, and talk about things like with us, the staff, like would train us like to talk about the exhibit and whatnot. But no, like I'm kind of over it too. That's all I got to say about that. Good. Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. Good. I'm glad that's all you got to say about that, Jace. <laughs> okay, I see how it is. Okay, so we're we're wandering around, right? And um, um, while we're wandering, we have a um, a little flower, right? That um, I believe it was Tendi and uh, Tillin um, had uh, were getting or trying to catalog or whatever, and like one of the um, um, petals falls off. And goes through the air duct and into a transporter, and we have the Tuvix episode all over again. Yeah, for some reason they had to move some exhibit stuff over to the Cerritos for whatever reason, instead of keeping it on Voyager. Yeah, I, I didn't quite understand why. It's fine. So, what happens is what we don't have. Um, oh gosh, who was it? Our engineer right yeah our, our engineer and Ta'ana um, anymore now we have Ta'ilips Ta'ilips yep Ta'ilips um, and everyone's like hey be calm be cool it's fine let's just see you know what wisdom Janeway has to share about you know a similar incident that happened with tu- Tuvok and uh, Neelix oh oh she killed him okay uh, cool. <clears throat> yeah, but what, what, like, I, I kind of disagree with, like, the dilemma here, because, like, Janeway says it herself, if we could have figured out a way to separate the two of them right away, nobody would have had a problem with it at all. It's only the fact that it was weeks or, or months or however long it was that Tuvix became, like, a new living thing. Right, so separating them right away, nobody had a problem with. Nobody would have had a problem with that, right? It was the later on, and so like, we have a, the wrong moral dilemma here. Mm-hmm. I, 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 to be fair, I, I never really got that moral dilemma so much. Like, I under, I understand the the conversation, and I appreciate the conversation, but you're either like and I'll use this term loosely, but destroying one, you know, one person. Well, but if you keep that, then you're also kind of destroying two people. You know what I mean? So the whole thing is, is like, why wouldn't you set it back to natural balance, which was the two people? 
that that episode baffled me a little bit. I mean, just from the reactions, but maybe you know, that's just my reaction. It's like, yeah, split them apart. They were two people before. This thing's unnatural. Yeah, yeah. So it just keeps happening. I mean, I think that's the main shtick of this episode. Is that it just keeps happening, like. Our, our new person to Ellipse is like, no, 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 I read the file. You're not going to kill me. Screw you guys. I'm going to turn everyone else into a hybrid like me, and it's going to be great. So actually, we just... I actually kind of like that. It, yeah. it, 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 for, for me, I was like, oh, well, that's a fun twist to this. We're just going to make everybody this way. <laughs> Hostile takeover of the ship. I kind of liked it. <laughs> And uh, after a while, it's just um, things are going nuts. And um, we have, what, Boimler and Mariner that um, are eventually, like, taken hostage. Um, and they're trying to be, uh, they're potentially going to be forced or whatever to uh, become a hybrid themselves. Um, until Boimler basically escapes. Reverse what? Boimler and Mariner are on uh, Voyager, and it was Tendi and Talin that are on the Cerritos with our hybrids. Okay, I'm just so, thinking so of like Bo- them, them Boimler, getting like stuck by the goop. Yeah, Bo- Boimler and Mariner yeah. were attacked by the uh, virus thing, which yeah, the then virus. Yeah, the macro virus, yeah. which eventually finds a piece of Borg nanotech that they conveniently missed. And then it starts going nuts and creating uh, holodeck images because he had hollow emitters all over the ship, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bunch of like Fairhaven Janeway love interest guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and creepy clown dude. <laughs> Too many. Of Who them. is not really as creepy now as he was. Like that live action clown is the creepiest. Like oh my one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this 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 cartoon clown is nowhere near as creepy. Do you remember when we did Spooky Track? And yes. Like... Okay, that's all. That was like said. number one. We both started yeah. like, that's number one. The spookiest thing. Where do we go from there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and don't don't for, creepy, and don't forget there were assimilated um, salamander love children that were on Voyager as well. <laughs> yeah, yes, there were. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you break the warp barrier, man. You become salamanders. Oh, and who we had? We had Chaotica too, right? Doctor Chaotica yes. here. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Here's the one thing, Doctor Chaotica. I'm not know. a Starfleet ensign. <laughs> I'm the son of Captain Proton. <laughs> Eric, you should do that. You should cosplay no. as the son of Captain Proton. <laughs> Captain Proton. I'm just Boimler in costume. Exactly. There you go. Purple hair and everything. You can do it. <laughs> then people <clears throat> would just think I'm Boimler. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, um, Boimler gets some confidence to kind of help out with the Voyager situation, um, and he realizes he needs an engineer to kind of fix the thing. So he sneaks around and. Uh, Instead of rescuing, uh, was it Ransom and the curator, the caretaker, he grabs Rutherford, and uh, they sneak around, and he's like, I need you to fix something. I need you to break Voyager. What? 
and uh, basically it's the cheese thing all over again. Yeah. Breaks it with the cheese. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, I think that's more or less it. And the caretaker- oh, there's there's the moment where like um, you know Boimler is Boimler's like the whole episode. He's like, yeah, I'm not really excited about this. Whatever. Like. And Mariner thing goes, oh, my God, we get to go on Voyager? I mean, Boimler will be really excited about this. And, like, he's not. He's just not excited at all. Like, Boims, my man, why aren't you excited? This is, like, your thing. You got all the Voyager plates. Why? We're on Voyager. He's like, I don't want to be promoted, right? I don't want to be yeah, promoted. What do you mean you don't want to be promoted? Well, he's like the Titan, right? Where I had to rebuild your friendship after I get promoted. Right? It's like, dude, dude. I'm, the one, <laughs> I'm the one that recommended you get promoted, you weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, well. this will be just like that Pike thing we're not supposed to talk about. Oh, there's a Pike thing. <laughs> Good so we do the thing, and the the cheese thing take overtakes everything, and everything's back to normal, more or less right on Voyager and now the caretaker has to make an entire new display about Boimler and Rutherford saving the ship basically meanwhile Tendi and Talin are um, trying to save the ship save the Cerritos from all the hybrids and uh, eventually Talin has this great idea of just isolating the transporter and like cutting them out of like the system more or less and beaming these folks to what the brig is that what it is brig sick bay something like that and um, ends up turning them into a blob with like twitching legs and arms <laughs> yeah. so this is the thing that I'm not a hundred percent sure on and I don't know if this is going to come up in my evaluation or not it probably will but I don't know how much you can actually isolate personality. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, you can isolate brain wave patterns, you right? You can, yes. And is can... that personality, like the brain wave patterns? It's a stretch, I would think. Yeah, it probably. I mean, what makes what makes personality if not brain activity? I mean, it's a combination of things, but, like, you're talking, like, I don't know. I mean, they were, like, okay, so what's happening, right? Like, they're they're scanning the blob, and they're just trying to, like, what, isolate, like, the different, like, genetic structures to pull people apart. And it's, like, sorry, question mark, can't do it. Like, what? What the what is this thing type of thing? And But yet, was it Tendi that's, like, hey... What if we um, isolated, like, personality and, like, oh, you see this, like, confidence part over here? That's totally Freeman. Or this part over here, that's totally this person. And who's to say, like, that confidence wouldn't have belonged to Billups or someone else? I don't know. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, because, like, I mean, personality is... I mean, personality, yeah, that there's, like, I guess brain activity that's going along, but, like, 
genetics, like you would still need like some kind of genetics to be able to pinpoint something to pull them apart. I don't know. I th- I think that they were trying to do like one of those roundabout like hey, Talyn, here's something that you wouldn't consider because you're a Vulcan, but I would, you know, and, and personality types and all that sort of stuff, Talyn wouldn't have necessarily looked at or thought of, so then you, you get the two halves of the pie type of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, does it actually make sense? Especially when they had their <laughs> their blob diagram there with just highlight, oh, this one's red and this blue, and they're, yeah, they're totally, we could take that apart. They tried to explain something, though, which is nice sometimes. Yep. In the end, their personality, uh, uh, kung fu science surgery works somehow, and everyone's back to normal, we think. And um, I think it's like, yay, happy, happy, happy time. We're getting promoted, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's Boimler finally becoming a Lieutenant JG, right? We also have Tendi. Talyn got promoted. Like she provisional ensign. Yeah, she went from being a provisional ensign to being a provisional Lieutenant JG. Oh, I thought she just got promoted to provisional ensign. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I thought. I thought they said ensign. Maybe I, I misheard it. Anyway, I mean, I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was, oh, it was Provincial Ensign, my bad. I just looked it up real quick. Yeah, and her stated goal, my whole goal is to prove to the Vulcan Science Academy that I can return to my post there. <laughs> Live long. Don't you do that to me. (laughs) Vulcan gang signs. Love it. Um, No, so then the last person that comes up. Oh, Beckett Mariner, you're getting promoted too. What? No, 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 no. You can't do this to me. Oh, yes, I can. How many times has Beckett been promoted? What was it like? I think it's the next episode. Don't they say like 12 times? Yeah, I, I think. 12 times? I didn't. Yeah. I guess I didn't hear the number. It's like quite a bit, man. Like, I just don't get it. Like, why would you join Starfleet? I think this is a question that we've probably asked like every season. But like, why would you join Starfleet if you have no interest in like climbing the ladder? Right, like um, because specializing her, in something. Look at who her parents are—an admiral and a captain. Like, that's why. It was it, it was funny because like sometimes we we bring up our wives or our kids, you know, maybe have watched these episodes or whatever, and just chases kids. I act like we all have kids. We all have wives <laughs> though, so that that's that's relevant. That's but, true. That's a true statement. But so the, so we, me and my wife, were sitting down and watching this, and she brought up that question. It's like, what 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 does she want? Like, what what is the motivator here? She wants this. She doesn't want it. And then even in the next episode, you know, it was just 
you know, she was confused by the motivation here. But, like, I mean, despite having, like, you know, her very own dad role and Captain Mom, uh, like, wouldn't Starfleet have run somebody out like this or something in that nature at some point? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, would think so. I mean, I was thinking, I was like having this conversation, not about Star Trek, but about, um, uh, was it last summer? Summer of 22, when uh, Top Gun Maverick came out, for instance. Like, Tom Cruise's Maverick is a captain. So, equivalent of a colonel, right? He's like one grade below being a, uh, an admiral, he's, a general. He's the same... It's the same rank as Freeman or, yeah, you know, and Picard, all those people. Yeah, and there's a thing in the military where, like, if you don't accept promotion after so many times, peace, you're out. Like, you gotta, you gotta retire. You gotta do something. You can't stay in anymore. It's, it's kind of like, at least that's my understanding of it. And, you know, it's. I guess it's one thing. Like, if you're you know, you know, being promoted and demoted. I mean, I would think there'd be like an honorable or a dishonorable discharge, like depending on like what the circumstances would be. But like, if you were just so dead set against being promoted, then get out, right? Well, I mean, at least, at least in that case, he had a skill as a test pilot. So maybe that could be a talk off for that. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know much about military rank system, but I know that eventually yeah you're you're gonna be retired <laughs> yeah yeah in some form I mean, or fashion i mean pete mitchell like with top gun like he, like like um the the admiral at the beginning said like you should be at least a two-star admiral by now and that's true or, or a senator yeah <laughs> that was the line or a senator yeah so i mean like he he should have had something by then but with beckett you know having gone back and forth like she probably should have been released from starfleet well, and, like, and why would you keep giving somebody like that chances? I don't know. I don't know. Show I mean, logic. I mean, I mean, even like I think like the 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 one live action character that was probably like the the perceived like lost cause for a while was probably Barkley, but even Barkley was like like proved his competence and proved his worth and it was just other people that had to kind of have like their own perspective shift about the dude and I think you kind of get that a little bit with Ransom where he's like I'm not going to play the game that like the other like first officers might have played like with past assignments that you know Mariner was on so I got to give him some credit like he's trying to you know uh, what turn over a new leaf basically like look at things differently than everyone else but still i don't want to say this is i don't times charm i yeah i don't i just don't want to say like this is only happening because it's an animated show but like in part it is but like i just feel like it could do better like and i hope it does like moving forward with this kind of stuff because like it was maybe fun and kind of cute like maybe like the first time but like can we move past it right so anyway it's all said and done Mariner's not too happy about it she's kicking and screaming 
and um, was at the very end. Uh, we're on uh, what is that? A uh, a Klingon vessel, right? And they're out somewhere in Klingon space. It's the same people from the Wedge Dudge, right? Mm-hmm. The same Klingon lower deckers. Yep. Um, talking about like spears and stuff. <laughs> um. Anyways, there's a report like, hey, there's one life sign on board unknown vessel, right? And um, like, we're not going to arm our our weapons. Uh, we're not going to gain any honor by firing on an incapacitated ship type of thing. And uh, next thing you know, this look this weird looking ship thing does something and like just makes it to where they can't fire, can't attack. The Klingons can't fire, can't attack. And they're blown to smithereens with pieces of the Klingon ship going everywhere. And that's it for our first episode. Which leads us right into the second episode, by the way, where now we have that same ship wherever. We don't, I don't know if there was like a location that was actually stated in that second episode. Um, now we're into I Have No Bones, Yet I Must Flee. Um, Romulan ship this time, right? And with the Romulan ship, um, same thing. We're not going to really fire on it. And they're talking about conspiracies and things like that, having some good fun with it. And now the Romulan ship is just blown to smithereens and um, pieces of it floating all over the place. So whatever this ship is, it's pretty darn powerful and it has some skills when it comes to being able to disarm and obliterate its enemy. So I feel like there actually could be some stakes this go around with this season, just with this particular um, antagonist thoughts. I mean, yeah, there's gotta be some, some stakes, right? I mean, I don't think you close your first episode and open your second episode with this. Unless it's going to have some big impact. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, trying to do that sort of like behind the scenes arc thing. At least, uh, yeah. While being as silly as humanly possible, like normal, maybe there's some actual conflict we're going to have to come to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so yeah, we're into the, uh, the second episode, right? And, uh, this time, um, again, we're picking up right where we left off and, um, (laughs) Mariner's not too happy and she's, um, going to do her best to try to get demoted. Don't you dare just gloss over what happened chase (laughs) don't 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 gloss over the you know the 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 spandex are you hold on are you going on here commander david are you saying commander david are you saying that you want to put on some spandex and you want to work out in a, a workout room with me with mirrors all over the place hey maybe get some hot fudge sundays afterwards Let's go. <laughs> I've never met a chocolate that I haven't liked. What a recreation. 
I don't yeah. know if you can call that paying homage to uh Let what me episode die. was that in? Eric, do you do you remember? Say that again. What, what episode, episode was that in the where they had the 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 those outfits, Crusher yeah. and and um Troy. I think it was in uh Data's Day, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I don't know. I watched this episode like I finished watching this episode like five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> so I, I, if if I had a little bit more time, I probably would have looked that up, but I didn't. Man, I want to say it was Data's Day, but I could be wrong. Okay, well, um, so Mariner is still trying to get demoted, and uh, Shax and Ransom are uh, they're working out in um, their um, unitards you know that were worn by Crusher and Troy in a uh, certain next gen episode and she oh Mariner overhears this thing like I've got her right where I want her and uh, not giving me my problem anymore type of thing and uh, she takes that completely the wrong way which we'll later find out like you know overreacting no big deal and uh so she decides that she's going to be a total punk um during this next mission she's gonna wear her you know gym clothes on an away mission which uh, can i just go ahead and jump to that like why would you allow that like why would you allow them to go on the mission like in a tank top and shorts instead of saying, go back to your quarters, get your uniform on, and report back? I don't know. This this is where you, you just make absolutely zero sense, you know? <laughs> we get into the sensationalization. It's like you, you do that to any other first officer that we have, and it's like... Well, you can go to the brig. It just, you know. Well, because like that, like there's been episodes where Mariner does that. She like purposely does things because she wants to be thrown in the brig, right? And so, I guess by not letting her, you you're not giving her what she wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. So, yeah, so she's got to, what, watch out for, train, like, this other, like, new ensign, I think, to the Cerritos, who's going on this away mission to this, what they call it, menagerie, right? The menage. (laughs) Going to the menage. (sighs) Yeah, they're going to get some, uh, get some, get some people gonna get some people and um, anyway so they go and um, she's just being a total turd the entire time right and uh, we get down there and uh, it's this gorgeous looking menage with a banana person he looks like a total banana don't tell me he doesn't like whenever I saw him, like I'm gonna, I'm about to date myself. Like, 
but I was just thinking of like the the old gif, like the peanut butter jelly time banana. Peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. No, no one. Sure. We're all the same age, guys. So you say. <sighs> okay. So, um, Banana Man, his name is Narj. Um, which is just funny to say. Um, welcome to Narj's Miraculous Menagerium. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we're getting a tour, and Mariner is saying, like, some pretty crass things, right? Like, um, calling it, like, a prison, among other things. And I'm like, man, like, why isn't, like, Ransom, like, ripping her a new one right now? Because that's what Mariner wants, and he knows that, because he's smarter than everybody else. What got you into the prison business, huh? Just a cruel weirdo who loves locking people up, huh? What's this little guy do? Talking about Moopsie. What do y'all think about Moopsie? <laughs> he looks so cute, doesn't he? Do you imprison everything you like? Old Moopsie. He'll drink your bones. Is that what it, is that what he does? It, it feels a bit like a Rick and Morty thing. Like I don't know if you guys have ever really watched Rick and Morty. I haven't. I don't know. There, there was there was one. Oh, I I do remember. It just popped in my head. Mister Frundles, when he bites something, it becomes Mister Frundles, and eventually like takes over the entire Earth. It just kind of reminded me of that. Hmm. Except this one just sucks your bones. Hmm. Somehow. <sighs> well. So they're they're there and uh she's wreaking some havoc and um just out of nowhere Moopsie um gets out of its cage and um starts eating creature's bones and uh, that's really like oh we're all gonna die type of thing you know no big deal and um, it's just a matter of survival at this point so we're running around trying to contain the thing do different things it eats bones and it's after a while that we what end up having like this heartfelt conversation like in this at first like dark room or whatever about you know, you got it all wrong, Mariner. You got it all wrong. And, like, Mariner finally sees the error of her ways and is, like, more keen with re remaining a lieutenant junior grade, basically. Um, and sit making a comment about something be like being, like, on the skin of your teeth or whatever. And uh, that's where we have this great idea of just, like, beating the crap out of Ransom and knocking all of his teeth out. So that we yeah. can leave a trail of bread tooth crumbs, really, for Moopsie to go back to her its cell. Yeah, so it's this is the second episode cage. where where beat up Ramsey Ransom, not Ramsey, 
beat up ransom is the the solution to our problem, right? <laughs> Remember in Strange Energies, the season two premiere? Yep. Drop a big boulder on him was the solution. Yep. Now the solution is punch him in the face. Yep. That's clever. <laughs> Tell me how you're really feeling. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, we do it. We get there and we find out that it was the other humans that were um, in the what adjoining room, basically, that sabotaged it. And they're like, "Huh, sorry, y'all got to stay here." Yeah, we're just gonna leave him there until maybe another ship come comes and picks him up. I don't get I don't get it. I just don't get it. So meanwhile, while all this is going on, we have um Rutherford who's kind of bummed that he's not um a lieutenant also, not a lieutenant junior grade also, and Boimler is trying to get his new lieutenant quarters instead of the bunk beds in the random hallway, right? Yeah, yeah, we never talked about the at the end of last episode. Everybody gets promoted except Rutherford. I'm not okay with that. Like that, I don't like that. That doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, Talyn got promoted, but Rutherford didn't. Well, we 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 got an explanation here, right? We we yeah, we got it. Well, he broke he broke Voyager. That's why he he didn't get promoted then, right? Well, I mean, he, he he says at the end he's continually turned down promotion. Well, yeah, in the I'm talking about in the first episode at the end, he's like, no, yeah, I broke Voyager. They don't promote engineers who break things. Only fix things. Yeah. And then, yeah, in this episode, he says he keeps turning them down, just like Riker mm-hmm. kept turning down captaincies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, Boimler's trying to get nice quarters and first he's right by you know the warp nacelle right and um it's it's red light non-stop and he's going crazy and then he requests another one it's in between two holodecks and he's hearing um, the things yeah cat scratch fever is what he's hearing well more like murder they just uh, like to go in and murder that too the first thing I thought, though, with our nacelle room is, why don't you just, like, I don't know, do something with the window? Put you some know, curtains like, on it? Put some curtains yeah, on it? <laughs> yeah, curtains or, like, dim it or something. Like, this isn't rocket science, which, of course, comes back later, but... Yeah. 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 Um, and... Yeah, so he, Boimler's getting annoyed, and he's like at his wit's end, and Rutherford's like trying to out-engineer this other engineering dude, and no matter what he does, he just can't seem to get ahead of this other dude, and um, Tendi has to basically like order him to, you know, pick himself up, you know, get a better attitude, basically, and uh, ultimately ask Billups, Hey, can he be promoted for all this other stuff that he did since he turned stuff down? Okay. 
Here you oh, go. Did, did we Take just it. gloss over the a little the new engineer guy who keeps one upping him? Livic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will that. stop you, Livic. <laughs> That's about it, though. That's about it. And um, Rutherford and Boimler end up becoming roommates, and Rutherford's like, oh, I only pressed this button. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. And what? The dimmer comes on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the dimmer comes on. We also learned that Boimler has the hardest head known to man. Yeah. Somehow he can uh, dent steel. It's impressive. It's quite impressive. So, anything else, guys? I know we just went through these first two episodes pretty quick, but anything else? Well, no, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of something. Think but of something no. witty. No, no. No, I can't think of anything. I, I have to work workshop my jokes. That's why I can't watch the episode like right before we record because I need like the day to to workshop a good joke (laughs) come back next time with better jokes right I'll come back next time with a better joke thank you do your job make me laugh clown alright guys Um, well let's I guess move into uh, the delta and we can do group delta since that's becoming a thing um yeah, how well were the different divisions of Starfleet represented in these first two episodes? Science, Not very. Science well, I mean, honestly, or pseudoscience I, was kind of there. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think I think Ransom deserves a leadership delta in this, like. I really do. Like, he gets it that Mariner keeps acting out to turn all these things down. He's not going to give her what she wants. And he's he's actually going to make it work this time. I think that that's important. And I think, like, I'm going to, like, throw some praise on Ransom here for that. I think he deserves a command delta. Okay. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's that's completely valid I, I at least in the first episode I think you have to give a, a little tiny piece to Mariner as well for encouraging Boimler because he's like in uh, I don't know what would you call this like turtle shell mode he's just you know holding himself back because he, he, he wants promoted oh no no I don't want promoted uh, blah, blah, blah. it's like well you just go save the ship yeah. so there's a little piece of that too yeah I can I can see that with <clears throat> with both Mariner and with Ransom I think Ransom definitely like with episode 1 and 2 should get the, the command um, I think there is like some degree of science it's kind of there like with like the isolating personality and you know brainwaves and whatnot. I mean, okay. 
Well, I can okay. also kind of go into the engineering portion as well. Yeah. We had the weird tricorder Tendi was using, and then even just the uh, operating knowledge of the transporter to get all of these hybrids effectively neutralized because mm -hmm. they, they did. I mean, they were neutralized into a blob and then using the science through the engineering to bring them all back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then, um, I mean, are we going to count that for episode two as well? I mean, Rutherford was doing all his, like, engineering competition stuff you know like trying to like make stuff more efficient and stuff even if it was a gag um, um yeah I, I don't know you, you could else? probably talk to that a little bit even though it was yeah. sort of a side thing yeah mm -hmm. um I don't know it sounds like maybe yes to all of it for both of them you could say that. Yeah, I mean, I think you can find it there throughout this this premiere. Huh. How about that? That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah? Okay. Well, um, let's go ahead and, um, if there's nothing else, let's move into our numerical rating. We do have two episodes that we got to rank. Or not rank, rate. Um, so... Um, if you want to just like roll into like a, a double explanation and give like, you know, episode one this and episode two that, let's do that. We can do that. Um, scale of one to ten, uh, one being a dumpster fire and ten being absolutely amazing. How in the world do we rate this episode? Eric, do you want to go first or need more processing? <clears throat> no, 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 no. I can, I can do this. Um, okay. I believe. I enjoyed parts of both of these episodes i think the voyager stuff um was a lot of fun played on that nostalgia right i talked you know about the picard nostalgia it's it's in a different way i want to say is it too much right do we try to put too much star trek in star trek maybe i don't know but i enjoyed it it was fun um i'm trying to look back at the other premieres like uh, you know, last season's premiere, Grounded, which um, I I really enjoyed that Grounded episode because it, it fit the premise of Lower Decks. And and I really enjoyed the side, I guess, I don't know what you would call the A story or the B story to part two, which is the A story, the Mariner and Ransom, and the B story is, is, is Boimler and, and Rutherford probably that's the way I would do it. So I really enjoyed that B story because it's like the whole premise of Lower Decks is they're doing things that in the grand scheme aren't that important, right? They're not the things that are, the ship is doing. Um, and I like that. That's fun. But at the same time, I feel like you have to, you have to get these characters promoted, right? It just, it just, you can't, they can't be forever ensigns. They can't be people doing the most menial, menial things forever, I think that'll get boring. But does promoting them, are you going to lose something from the lower decks of it? And I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, 
I enjoyed the first episode more than I enjoyed the second, right? I'm, I'm getting there. I think I'll give the first episode a 7.4 and the second episode a 7. Okay. Which is 7. not great, but it's not bad. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, thinking about uh, the premiere, I'm... I really enjoyed the... Like the the Tuvix, the the the, the Tuvix episode, um, and with all the Voyager uh, references, the just the fun ride I guess we were on uh, with it. Um, there was like part of me that was like, oh great, they're teasing promotion again, and it's not actually going to happen, or it's going to happen and it's going to crash and burn. So. I, I, I can I can appreciate what you were saying, Eric, about um, are they going to lose something by, you know, moving past like the lower decks aspect of it. And I, part of me thinks and believes that, you know, once we get to a certain point, like especially like full lieutenant, I think um, that's when the show the show is definitely going to have to end because then it's not really lower decks anymore. I think lower decks is more like your ensigns and your Lieutenant JG's um, in, in terms of rankings. Um, even though there was some, um, like, um, I hesitate to say this, but like some dumb stuff that happened in Tuvix, I thought there was also some smart stuff uh, that kind of took place as well. Um, and I will say, like, that mysterious white ship there at the very end of the first episode with the premiere um, definitely got me hooked and it definitely got me wanting to know like okay what's going to happen with this thing and what's the Cerritos going to do about it basically um, with it being a second contact kind of ship not like a, a big old main you know um, long range kind of battleship or more like heavy artillery kind of ship like others that we might know I mean, this is a support mission kind of ship. Um, I think there is some opportunity with what they're doing, especially like with developing or starting to develop more like the relationship between Ransom and Mariner. Even Ransom and Boimler, which I think is something that was like started to develop even prior to this um, and seeing, I think, more of that development, that payoff here in future episodes. Um, so I'm decently happy with how things are starting um the the cutesy you know moopsy thing like it reminded me of like this plush toy that i see like at comic book shops basically and nothing wrong with a plush toy at a comic book shop but that's just honestly where my first thought went was like cool this looks like something that i would buy like off the rack at a shop and um i think there's a missed opportunity they don't make one of these things into a plush toy, I'm just saying. Um, I have no bones, yet I must flee was okay. Um, it was all right. Um, it didn't grab me as much as the premiere did, which I think the premiere did what it was supposed to, which was get me interested for the rest of the semester. Semester? Season? Um, 
compared to like what I was commenting about with the broken circle and strange new worlds like I didn't care like this felt like a like this should have been like a episode three or four not an episode one kind of thing so with that I think I'm gonna probably be in the same ballpark honestly as Eric and I would give just to be different because why not I'm gonna give it a 7.5 for Tuvix and um, I'm gonna also give it a 7 for uh, I have no bones yet I must flee for episode 2 David what do you got um, let's see so Tuvix um, I think as far as like premieres go it actually was pretty good at least for this show which uh, I mean hi- historically hasn't been saying much although last season we did rank uh, that pretty I mean high for this show um, so I'm not a huge Voyager guy I mean I watched Voyager a couple times I'm fine with it. it it's not where I or what I would call my bread and butter um, but I think one of the kind of neat things about this one is, is that they kind of took a, I don't want to say a fresh angle, but just a different angle on the sort of combo character here, where instead of, you know, the, the moral dilemma of should we, shouldn't we, uh, we actually have all of these combined characters trying to take over the ship. It's like, oh, we read the file. We know what you're going to do. So we're going to take over the ship. Um, which I kind of thought was funny uh, in, in its way. But, you know, you, you guys talked a lot about like promotions and stuff and, and it, it did kind of pop into my head. It's like, yeah, but like, is it really lower decks anymore? Um, or, or are we going to get to a point where it just won't be lower decks period anymore? Um, that's kind of an interesting interesting thing uh but you know they they tried to i don't know i i I think that there's a weird thing about promotions i mean we've what the heck was it in 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 discovery everyone becomes like a uh a lieutenant commander wasn't it like everybody's just like the same rank and you know i i don't know i think there's always a strive for promotion people like to see that i guess um but you know, you, you, you build a show off of being so wacky that you almost like, well, then why the hell would you promote all these wacky characters like for doing just dumb stuff? Uh, but anyway, I, I think that the um, I think that the first episode, it was <clears throat> it was fine. It's fine as a premiere. I think they did something, you know, people like nostalgia. I mean, that was pretty evident from Picard season three. Um you know, they, they made a lot of references, some that, you know, casual viewers wouldn't get, but, you know, really serious viewers would. W- one thing I will say just in general, and I don't think we talked about it, I don't know if it's more, like truly more, or maybe I just didn't really think about it last season, but the bleeped out cuss words, like, it, it seemed like a lot, like between these two episodes. And I'm not really, I don't know, like, I'm not a prude about it. I probably utter curse words more than I should but it just seemed a little weird uh, I don't know it, it kind of took me out of certain portions of this so anyway 
episode one i like the angle that they took i think the nostalgia was fine you know the, the comedic aspect of it was fine you know you were trying to get a little star tricky uh giving an explanation of how we're gonna undo the thing um while maybe not as viable as, as you know, we, we had talked about earlier, it was at least an attempt. And, uh, you know, o- overall, I think it was, I think it was actually a pretty decent premiere for this show. Um, so I, I, I might actually just bump it slightly higher. And like, I, I have a little bit of a problem because I really don't remember the first, the first episode of season three at all for me to really say was it better or worse than the seven eight that I gave that um so I'm just gonna like keep just marching this ladder up incrementally and say a seven six for that because I yeah I enjoyed it it was it was fine um the second episode I actually really was not that into uh the the, the Mariner thing it, it's it's old like it 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 it, it it's gotten kind of old that insubordinate uh stuff that we keep seemingly rehashing over and over again and uh you know the 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 entrance of like the menagerie and obviously we've seen that before it didn't it didn't do anything for me at at all the moopsy character you know it, it kind of seems like pulling an idea out of different universes to try and make some cute little thing. And it's just like, eh, it's fine. And then who the heck was this random ensign? Like we just throw some random person in here. I, I assume they're going to come back. Like I, I have to figure that that's a person that will come back later and have some role in something, but it's like, Oh, well sure. Yeah. Just random thrown in character. Um, and then like Rutherford's pursuit to, you know, get this promotion while it was funny to have his little moments when he's getting one upped. Um, I don't know. This, this episode just fell, it fell a little bit flat, fell a little bit flat for me. So it's like we have searching for a room, going for a promotion that you've already earned and then you just give it at the end. And then you have this ridiculousness with, with Mariner um, and really the only saving grace was in his uh, high, uh, overtoned as it was because it's like a cartoon overblown maybe um, you know you still come back like Ransom not giving up on her which is yeah, which is fine that's laudable um, but boy oh boy do they enjoy killing people in this show anyway um, so I, I'm I'm a little bit probably a little bit lower than you guys like not terribly low i just it it, it was a flat episode six six point eight i think is fine all right so looking at um our ratings for this uh go around our season four premiere uh seven four from eric seven five from myself and a seven six from david gives us an average of a seven and a half and um our second episode uh, we have two sevens and a six eight, which puts us at a six point nine. So, there we go. There we go. There we go. Have we looked at uh, what the returns are right now in terms of our other like rating sites like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb or anything? Uh, I have not looked at IMDb, but I can. Cool. All right. Let me see. Lower. Decks. Oh, by the way, I found the answer to the question to the other question. It was not Data's Day. 
it was the price which is in season three it's the episode where like there's the wormhole that the ships fall into the Ferengi mm-hmm. ship mm-hmm. anyway um, Tuvix has an 8.3 rating on IMDb while I have bo- no bones yet I must flee has an 8.0 rating oh wow hmm. fascinating mm-hmm. okay all right. Well, there we go. Um, no, no Twitter poll or X poll or I don't know what to call the thing now. It's it's not Twitter anymore. So it'll always be Twitter in your heart. We'll always have Twitter, Eric. We lost it once, but we we got it back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Don't you just love that movie? I, I was making a reference to the actual season one episode, but that's that's fine. Oh, well, I was talking about Casablanca. That's, that's a good one, too. <laughs> that's a good one, too. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks as always. Um, we, have, um, we have more of this coming out um, over the next few weeks so stay with us as we um we jibber jabber but seriously i want to know what y'all think about a a trtv awards all stars um and if you want to want to see us do that or not or if we should just like run away run far away and never come back type of thing uh let us know anyways guys as always thank you thanks for jibber jabbering with me it's good to see you as always and to hang out spend some time for for a little while talking with you um Anyway, all you out there in Listenerland, hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we uh, we hope that you'll you'll get in contact with us. Uh, make sure you uh, let us know what you thought about uh, these first two episodes, the two episode premiere of season four for Lower Decks. Uh, again, you can oh, um, send us a message to trtvpod at gmail Of course, you can also send us a voice only uh, to eight one seven seven five two four seven five seven. There's a three minute limit, so be mindful of that. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something like um, History of the Voyager, you can do that. Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, remember to boldly go and make it so. Mm-hmm.